0: Is darkness merely the absence of light, or is it an entity onto its own? And did God
1: create the world in the dark? I'm Avikon. I'm Matikon. And we're back. This is Jewish Thought Flow.
0: Hi, and welcome back to another edition of Jewish Thought Flow. This is your host, Matikon.
1: This is the founder of the podcast and original originator, Avikon. We decided to bring him back on after my
0: last solo podcast got me kicked off the Facebook Tcheles group, but... We're moving on now to a new topic, darkness. So as we mentioned in the intro, the question we're gonna be dealing with is whether darkness is the absence of light or its own entity. So what exactly do we mean
1: by those two things? What do we mean by absence of light? Well, I'm happy you asked, Mati. So basically, as we all know, if you walk in a room and hit the switch and the light bulb turns on, that's what we call light. There's light in the room. When you turn it off, the light went away and it's replaced by something called darkness. Now, most people probably don't think about this too much, but there's something very fundamentally different going on when the light switch goes on versus off. When it goes on, there's a production of light. When it turns off, you're back to the default stage of darkness. You don't need to turn on darkness. You need to turn on light. And when you turn it off, darkness is back. It's like when you go off antidepressants, darkness is back. It hasn't been created. (laughs) So now the question is, is that default stage,
0: is it just nothing is in the air right now? And that's why it's dark, because there's nothing in the air, and when there's nothing, there's no light. We just call that nothingness darkness. Or, no, when you remove the light, darkness somehow floods back into the room. And you don't need an act to cause the darkness to go back in, because, well, the natural state is that you're full of darkness. But darkness is a thing that the room is full of, and light pushes away or uh, maybe even transforms that entity of darkness into light, or pushes away the dark and replaces it with light. Those
1: would be different ways of, of formatting it. Now, just before we get going into the the Torah sources on the matter, I know scientifically there is no, um, there's no element that's responsible, or there's no molecule or atom that's responsible for darkness. Uh, we have photons that are responsible for light. When their photons are not present, then you have darkness. I think this in no way would really bear on our conversation uh, as to if darkness is its own entity uh, for two reasons. One is uh, we've clearly not hit the limit of scientific discovery, uh, nor the limit of the power of our experimentation tools, and they keep getting better and better. And perhaps one day we will find a physical element that's responsible for darkness if it is its own entity. But I think more correctly, or more accurately, or, or perhaps more the point is that not all parts of our physical reality are tangible parts of physical reality. So for example, uh, space and time are fundamental aspects of physical reality. Uh, neither of them can be represented by a particular set of molecules. Uh, so even in terms of that, to be part of physical reality, it doesn't have to be a tangible part, or even a physical mass holding part in order to be a part of our physical reality Yeah, and just to add to that first
0: point uh, again i'm not a scientist but i don't see a reason why you can't just say that part of the properties of let's just say every non-photon physicality has the property of darkness instilled within it naturally in other words we can say that any mass that photons act upon to cause it to be light have instilled in it the natural uh let's say natural property of being dark and photons negate somehow that natural property And, again, I'm not sure if they've been able to figure out exactly what that property is, but that might just be because everything has it, so you can't really differentiate. The only thing that doesn't have it is photons, and photons are light. So I'm not really sure, but I don't think that the science is a a question, even if you want to say that it was a thing, um, for those two reasons.
1: Right, so the the question basically is that we're dealing with right now, regardless of the scientific, uh, what the science says about it is, is darkness, that being a quality or a physical reality, Is that an actual entity or merely the absence of light? Now, I wanna just bring a couple other examples of what we're talking about when we say absence. So if I have a chair and a table, there's clearly two separate things. The table is not the absence of a chair and the chair is not an absence of a table. However, there are other things which are clearly just the absence of another. So is silence a thing or is it just the absence of sound? If you don't have sound, it's gonna be silent. Um, there's no way to produce silence. You can not have sound. You can cut out all sound, but you aren't producing silence. You're merely cutting out the positive quality of sound, and you're left with the privation known as silence. So there are a bunch of things in our world which work like that, where they're direct opposites, where the removal of one is the production of the other. And the question in all those cases. Well, no,
0: you can really say that. J- even if you say that darkness is a thing unto itself. Oh, other things could other just things be, a privation. Could be a privation. So
1: we're focusing on darkness specifically because there's a lot of Torah sources about it. There are also psukum about it. And it might bear, um, some of our conversation will bear relationship to uh, any privation, but some of it will not, obviously. And as we're going to see, there are uh, heavy ramifications both in philosophy and even to the
0: halachic, very practical realm, this discussion as to privations uh, versus... Independent entities will have uh, significant ramifications in both those areas.
1: And by philosophy, we don't mean you know mindless pondering. We mean uh, part of one's comprehension of 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 Yichad Hashem, and also if one is so inclined, this uh, the understanding of this conversation will will help one with understanding many concepts in their Hashem, uh, in their discussion of proofs of Hashem, and so on. So it's not just philosophy; it is a part of Tara. All right, so now let's get to the sources. Let's get to the sources. Let's start with
0: the Pusuk in Yesha, Yeshayahu on Perik Memhei, Pesach Zion, which is really the Pesach that is quoted by most of the Rishonim. We talk about it. So the Pesach goes, Yaitzer uh, So most of you have heard the first half of that pasuk. You say it in Davenin every day. So this Pusuk means, Yaitzer are he forms light and creates darkness. He makes peace and creates bad. So boom, there the Pesach says openly, Creating darkness sounds like darkness is a real creation a real a real uh, real
1: thing well not so fast let's look at some of the commentaries on that pasuk so we have the ibn Ezra, for example or the radak really repeats the same idea and they both write that the reason why it says Bore why switch why not say yotzer arv yotzer or bayra and bayra chosheh why switch from yitzerar to boray chosheh and the ibn Ezra and the doc say as follows is that chosheh is not a thing it's only the absence of light. And I'll read in the Ebenezer. Klum Choshech is nothing. It's merely the absence of light. And therefore, the Ebenezer says, you have to use the term Bria because Bria means he caused it. It's not an actual creation. It means he said it should be the absence of light because you can't create the absence of light. It's not a thing. And the Radak adds an interesting point, which is the Passock said, So again, it says Yetzer Ar and Bore and Bore Ra. So he adds, the reason why it says Bore Ra, the same way it says Bore Choshech, is because Ra, bad, evil, is merely the absence of good. And therefore, it used the term Bore and not yotzer because Bore means caused, as opposed to creating something, because nothing is being created. It's merely the absence of something else. So the Rambam in mar this is found in, in Helech Gimel, uh,
0: chapter 10. So he basically says the same shot as a Radak in the Ibn Ezra on the Pasuk of Ar Uvar Echayshech. And he adds an interesting point, that the term bara can only be used regarding non-existing things. Now, it doesn't mean necessarily that the final production is non-existent. He means the properties going into the thing were non-existent. So, for example, very famous example, In the beginning, Hashem was bara. He created heaven and earth. Now, that creation was from nothing. It's not like He took pre-existing things and formed heaven and earth out of it. He took it out of nothing. Because darkness is the absence of light, and therefore is not made up of material, and because non-material cannot be created from material, I can't put two materials together and create non-material, therefore the creation of the non-material darkness must have come from non-materials, and any time the creation of something is being formed or being created
1: out of non-material, the term bara is used. Because it seems like the term bara and yotzer are going on the action- not the result. Meaning, if you're acting on non-materials, you use the term bria. If you're acting on materials, you use the term yatsira. Because again, yatsira really means to manipulate, to to uh, to form. When you're manipulating or forming, you're dealing with a ready a substance. Bria means to act on a non-substance. So we say bracious barley chemist a varet, because Hashem brought shmaivaret with an action on a non-substance. So to bore choshech is the creation of darkness means God was acting on a non-substance. That non-substance is whatever uh, predated or or preceded the privation of light, and it ended up in privation of light. Now, I know you're thinking, well, wait a minute. If the creation of the universe, which used the term Bria, ended up in an actual creation, then maybe the term Bria by Choshech also ended up in an actual creation. Uh, That's wrong, because Bria just means it was acted on nothing. When he says you have to use Bria by Choshech, because if you use Yitzir by Choshech, means you're acting on something. Something being acted upon, as Mati said, will always end up in a something. Now, obviously, taking something and turning it into nothing or nothing
0: into something is miraculous. So in general, when you conclude with nothing, you probably started out with nothing, which is why the term bara is used by Cheshach. You start out with quote-unquote nothing and end up with quote-unquote nothing. Uh, The term bara in Bracious Bar-Lakim was obviously a miracle and a miracle that we can't really understand because logically, there's no way you can get from nothing to something. But still, since you started out with nothing in that case, albeit miraculously, ended up with something, because it started with nothing, the term bara is used. So the Bahar Shar in Baratius Aleph Bez says the same thing, that you can only say for forming, if you have something which has some sort of mamasha, some sort of material physicality, but something which doesn't, you can only say bara,
1: like we say, bayre So same idea. Now, there are those who want to include the Ramban in this camp. Now again, it's the camp of those who hold that Choshech is not a thing, it's not something that God created... Using the term loosely here because it's not a thing, it's merely the absence of light. Um, people want to include the Ramban in there. So, where do they get this Ramban? So, the Ramban is basically in Shemais, Perak Dalid, Pasuk Yid uh, where he says as follows. So, the Pasuk is, Vayemar Hashem Elov, Hashem says to Misha, Me some peladim, who gave man a mouth? Oi mi asim Elaim, or who made him mute? Now, wait a minute. How do you make someone mute? Mute is just the inability to speak, so just don't give him the ability to speak, and he'll be mute. Right, it's like if I make a doll, and then I'm like, ooh, I'm so talented, I made a mute doll. Right, you just failed to provide it the ability to speak. So the Ramban over there equates it with the idea we've been talking about, that when it says makes a man mute... It doesn't really mean he provided the positive quality of muteness because muteness is not a positive quality. What it means is, is God created the scenario where this person lacked the ability to speak, just like God creates a scenario where there's a lack of light causing Hoshech. So he says that kind of explicitly and he quotes the Marnavuchim so you know exactly where his position comes from. So people are pointing to the Ramban and going, well, even the more mystical leaning Rishonim also hold that light is merely, the, I mean, darkness is merely the absence of light. But here's where it gets interesting,
0: because there, there's another Ramban which seems to say the exact opposite position. This Ramban is in Veracious Aleph Dalet, which is the Pasuk of Yavdel HaKimben or Ben During creation, Hashem separated between the light and the dark. Now, how could you separate between light and dark? if darkness is just the absence of light. Seemingly, they're naturally
1: separated. Right, meaning there's no need to separate them. If you bring R, it's not going to be chayshech. If you take away R, it's going to be chayshech. There's no reason to separate and give one the night and one the day. The day is just when you have chayshech plus R. When you have darkness plus light, you have day. At night, you have chayshech minus R, and then you're just left with darkness. So he says as follows... The Choshech is not the Choshech Hanisgarb of It's not the darkness that was mentioned in the first verse, the first and Gresham. The first Pasuk Gresham mentions darkness. It says, the Choshech to Tohom, the darkness is on the face of the depths, or whatever that means. Um, which he says, shuhua Eish, which he says, that darkness comes from the Esod Eish. Now, a quick intro for anybody who doesn't know um, uh, Tyra Science, but there are four elements that make up the universe. Uh, we might do a podcast on it later. Those elements, as much as people get confused, they are not the same level of physicality or even physical at all, uh, like the elements we have. I know we have a table full of elements that I never memorized, but the four elements are sub-physical or metaphysical elements that, when combined in certain ways, make the physical world that we have it. So any science which is discussing or uncovering the physical world doesn't touch the elements. So the Ramban says that the first chayshch mentioned in the first verse comes from one of the four elements, which is fire. There's fire, wind, uh, earth, and water. And no, those aren't different Pokemon's. Those are the four elements. I think wind is. I believe it's just air, but <laughs> uh, no, because again, air is the element of wind as combined with earth. I believe it is to create physical air. Oh, it's ruach. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, uh, so aish is fire. And that element is what is part of, or maybe the entire ingredient in creating darkness. Now, again, to harken back to what we said earlier, when we're talking about darkness and and somebody comes and says, well, there is no element that, I mean, there's no molecules that cause darkness. The Photons cause light. Nothing, no photons cause darkness. Well, if it comes from, as Ramban says, a metaphysical element called fire, and that's what makes up what we have as darkness, it would be a positive attribute, a pro- positive quality of darkness, but it would not be a physical um, mamasha, it's a physical tangibility that you'd be able to pick up. So now he says, all of this is the first Choshech mentioned in the Torah, but our Choshech, where Hashem uh, divided between light and Choshech, that is, afisa that is the absence of light. Now, we ask a good question. How, why do you need to divide between light and darkness if darkness is merely the absence of light? So I think what he means is as follows. Being as there is a real Hoshech, which comes from the element fire, Hashem has to tell Hoshech and light how to interact. Because if Hoshech is a real thing, and light is a real thing, and not just the absence of the other, if they occupy the same domain, there's going to be a bit of friction. What will it be? Will it be a mixture of darkness and light? No. So, what the, the, the Ramban says as follows when it says Hashem was mavdil between them, he gave definitions and he gave a, a specific limit to light. He said, Light is only when there are photons. When the photons leave, it's going to be darkness. But darkness is not going to be darkness itself. Darkness can only play the role of absence of light, which means whenever light is here, darkness is gone. Whenever light leaves, darkness then could have its effect. So what it comes out according to the Ramban is, even though we say saying chayshach is a real thing,
0: and technically, if Hashem created the world and didn't want to divide between darkness and light, there'd be some way, now we can't comprehend it, because Hashem did create light and dark as uh, opposites that can't interact at the same time. But it seems like there could have been, hypothetically, a way that darkness and light could interact with each other, and it would just kind of seem to cause some confusion, some erbuvia. But, because Hashem did create light as affecting only ...when darkness is not there and darkness only coming in when light is not there... ...what it ends up is that for all intents and purposes... ...light and dark are... uh, ...darkness is just a head there are... ...darkness is just the absence of light as we see it.
1: Although darkness in its essence is an actual thing. Now I just want to point out... ...we have no evidence that all the opinions prior to this would disagree. They're explaining one Pusuk... ...or one quality of darkness... None of them discuss if darkness itself has its own quality, because and and you might go well. Wait a minute. They bring the pasuk Yaitzer or and the reason why they says byr is because you can't say Yaitzer to something that doesn't exist. If they held like the Ramban, why don't they say yitzer chayshach? Well, guess what? The Ramban is the person who quoted in Shemais, in his previous commentary in Dal and Shmays also brought that pasuk to show that. Darkness is merely the absence of light. Yet he himself holds that darkness is a real thing. So
0: clearly he would just say that when the term Yetzirah uh, Baruch Haishach, what he means by Baruch over there is not the initial uh, creation of darkness before Hashem decided to establish its certain properties, because once he established its properties, then that pasuk with all the Mefarshim do apply. Darkness I- as we have it now can only have the term bara
1: because it only acts as... Uh, had there are, right, and I think also one way they would know is if, it contrasting it with light, we're probably talking about chayshah's effects, which is the absence of light. When it's talking about chayshah as a standalone concept, the chayshah al time, right? It should just say there was no light in the time. What does it mean chayshah al time? Then probably we're talking about this essential darkness, which is actually its own creation. Now, this is also something that I want you to focus on,
0: because this happens in many, many soyas, where. People will quote different Rishinim saying things, and the non-affiliated will attempt to say that, oh, we have this big Makhlechus Rishinim, these people are saying X, and these people are saying Y. But then you'll find that, you know, two or three of the Rishinim will say X and Y in the same sentence, and they clearly held there was no contradiction between the two. And if that's the case, then there's no reason to say that the who just said X or the who just said Y
1: are not also agreeing and just talking about different aspects. And you're being sort of generous. Most of the time, even the position that originally held X himself in other places says Y, uh, and the position that says Y in other places says X. Uh, generally, those, those unaffiliated people who try to make large uh, disagreements in Judaism where the tradition has none is because they are not actually affiliated with the sources – they are merely seeing quote, quotes taken out of context, or they're finding quotes taken out of context, and that's why they think there are these big disagreements, because they're not learning the sources from inside out. So now let's get to where the Ramban exactly gets his position that Chayshech was
0: a real thing. So it comes from Gemar and Tumit on Lamad Bezim and Aleph, where Alexander was asking the Jewish sages a series of questions. So one of the questions, which pertains to our...
1: <coughs> oh God. So one of the questions, which pertains to our Sorry, discussion... we're going to have to continue no, right now. this podcast... Uh... Elsewhere, we were both no, no, hit no. with simultaneous Omicron.
0: No, I think we're fine. We're both wearing masks, and also the—I uh, don't think Omicron travels through the uh, headphones of our listeners, so I think you guys are all safe. But so Alexander the Great, the Great, asks the sages.
1: <laughs> Plus, I wouldn't say our listenership is a super spreader event.
0: And we're back after three weeks of quarantine. Alexander asks the sages: Was light created first or darkness? Umrauli. So the sages said back to him. This we uh, we have no interpretation. We can't we can't answer this question. So the Gemara asks on them, why, why, why can't you answer the question? It's an open pasuk in Bereishis, the second pasuk in the entire Torah. There was darkness. There was darkness on the land, and that was before Hashem created light. And then the next the next pasukim say, and Hashem created light. But clearly,
1: darkness was before light. And now right away, you're seeing that darkness has to be a thing because if darkness is just the pervasion of light, it couldn't be created first. But yet the assumption of the Gemara is, why don't you tell them the real answer, the real truth, that darkness was created first?
0: And just quickly, if you want to say that, well, if darkness is the absence of light, then before Hashem created light, by definition, there must have been darkness before light. And therefore, that's what the Gemara is saying. Clearly, there was darkness before light. That wouldn't help because the Gemara is talking about the creation of darkness. And if darkness was merely the absence of light and without light, you can have darkness as by dint of there not being light, then it was never created. Just until light was created, it was always darkness. So the Gemara answers that the reason, reason they didn't answer this, this obvious answer, is because then maybe the Alexander would start asking questions about uh, uh, something too metaphysical. What's, you know, what's before, what's above, what's, what's below, what's before, what's after. Uh, questions that are not, not meant for the non-Jews, and even Jews are not really supposed to get into that. As the Gemara in Chagiga says, that it's usser to ask these kind of questions.
1: Now, this Gemara or idea in the Gemara is really repeated or maybe said for the first time, depending on which statement was said first, in Shemais, Rabbah, Tesvav, Gimel, So it says, Shleish, Shabri, Island. There are three creations that precede the world, Mayim, Ruach, and Eish. There's water, wind, and fire. Now, your ears should be picking up at fire because fire is what the Ramban said is responsible for Chayshach. Now, I just also want to point out, this Medrash is one of the uh, proofs text to what I was saying that the Yisodos, the four elements are not physical, because these four elements preceded the creation of the universe. Um, so, clearly, they're not
0: part of the physical world. But if you'll notice, one element is missing, and that's the element of earth, which is combined with other things to make them more physical. If right. You, if you look in, for example, the Ramban, when he describes what Malachim are made of, he'll leave out earth because Malachim are non-physical. The Ramban and, and he'll show the Torah. So, the, Rambam. Yeah. the Ramban. Yeah. The Ramban also, no? Could be the Ramban also. I think the Ramban also. Okay. We shade them. So, basically, earth is the ingredient which adds physicality, and this madrish is therefore talking about the three non-physical
1: ingredients uh, which will make up everything when included with it right so in other words uh earth every element physical element that we know today or anything that science could discover would all be included in the element earth uh why earth is in the form it is would be responsible for the other three the other three elements would be responsible for that so now the measure continues it says the water uh gave birth or got pregnant and gave birth to darkness Ha'ish hara vialdo ar the fire got pregnant and gave birth to r. Now, an astute listener will obviously realize that this seems to be opposite the Ramban. We're not exactly sure where the Ramban gets this Makar from. Uh, We'll probably have to look at it more inside. But the Medrash is clearly saying that there is a reality to darkness before the creation of the world. And it's even more explicit towards the end of the Medrash where it says, with six creations, Hashem runs the world. And amongst it, he lists Ar and Choshech, light and darkness, as two separate creations. So again, it's pretty explicit in the Shemais Rabbah that... R and Chayshech are two separate things. But again, I want to emphasize that none of these sources that are saying that Chayshech is a real thing are talking
0: about Chayshech's interaction with the world. They're talking about what is Chayshech in essence, when Hashem created it. Could he have created it before light? What is it in its essential state? But in terms of how it interacts with the world, I don't think there's a, well, we'll see, but it's very easy to say that none of these sources would be saying that Chayshech does not only
1: come in when you remove the R. Now, just to give a very easy example of something that is essentially a thing but plays the role of absence of something in regards to the other thing is let's say you're on your computer. You open up a screen, right? So the the home screen is blue or whatever your home screen is, a nice picture in the background. When you open up, let's say, the web browser and it covers the entire screen, there is no home screen anymore because the light is just – causing an image of the web browser when you remove the web browser all of a sudden the blue screen's back this doesn't mean there's not any reality to whatever the code is that makes the home screen it's just the way they write the code is that when you open up web browser the home screen code has to stop operating so you can have the web browser code uh, uh operate you know this comes from somebody who's never studied computers so you know take it for what it's worth so again you see this concept
0: of Chayshach being a real independent entity repeated in the Gamaran Yushalmi in Bracha, is Halach Vav, where Reptanthuma says that you see from the Pasik of Yaitzer Arva Kaishach Aisa Shalom in his Darish that he formed light, created darkness, and then made peace. Mishiyatza Aisashalam when Khaishek and Ar, which Shem created as independent entities, were sent into the world, he made peace between them. How do you make peace between them? So the Pnei Maisha explains. That Mishasha Yatsu Vinivru, the Bene, Vikalchal Trumai. he established each one has its own boundaries. Right. So let's say you have you have two kids and they're always fighting with each other's toys and, and, and they're in each other's space. So a parent comes in and says, No, look, he gets the, the toy from six thirty to seven and you get it from seven to seven thirty. And then you make peace between them by telling each one this is when you can utilize the thing and this is when you can utilize. So same too. So too with light and dark, Hashem said, look, Chay Shech are you guys are constantly fighting. It's 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 I don't even know what that would look like having them together. So, darkness you're gonna you're gonna kind of function when there's no light, which would be at nighttime, and when the
1: sun comes in and and shines light in the world, chayshch you you stay away. Now I know some of the listeners are probably a little confused because this pasuk of Yitzur very chayshch was brought um, was brought by the Ramban. It was commented by the Rambam, the Radak. We saw all these different shittas who say that this posuk means that chayshch is hetzard, not its own bria. So how is the Ushalmi Saying something different. Wouldn't the Mepharshim and the Roshainim have to follow what Yushalmi says? Now, this Yushalmi is actually also brought in, uh, in Rashi, on the Chumash, in, P- uh, Pasik Dalin, in, in the first parac of where he's going in the Pasik, Vyarli Kim Esar Kitov that Hashem saw the Ar that it was good, and he was Mabdil Ben Arben And he says, we also, he says the Pshutai, what's the Pshutei of Mikra? He says, Ra'u Kitov. He saw R was good, and he didn't want darkness to be used with the R, so that it would be a mixture, a confusion of light and darkness. The And therefore he separated the one to be during the day and one to be during the night. The source of this is in the Ushalmi. So you see, the fact that it's possible to have a situation where light and darkness are both serving in a confused manner, in a mixture, then you see that there's that Chayshech is not just the absence of light. It must be its own thing. You can't mix the absence of light with light. All you end up with is light. So you see that from the Chazal, from, from the Gemaras, from the Yishalmi, from the Medrash, you see that there seems to be something called Chayshech, which is not just the absence of light. We saw from numerous Rishinim, who held that it was not just the absence of light. But on the other side, we have the Rambam, we have Sadgon, we have the Radak, who all seem to say that Chayshech is nothing but the absence of light. How do we reconcile this? These to have to be getting it from the Gemaras. They have to be getting it from Chazal. So why do none of the Chazal seem to be mashma like any of these Rishinim? Now this gets even more problematic. When you look in the Marsha, on that Gemaran Tamid we mentioned before, where the...
0: Uh, the non-Jews ask the sages, or Alexander asks sages, which was created first, light or darkness? And the Marisha says that the problem with what they're asking is that the very obvious next question to which was first, light or darkness, and you say, well, the Paso says darkness, the very obvious question that's going to come next is, well, isn't Chayshech just the head are And this Marisha says, he says, Kedas ha-minim, it's like the, the das of minim, of apikarsim, of of people who don't believe in in Yiddishkeit, that darkness is E'n'y ella hadar. The is only the hadar. Now that lesson should sound very familiar to you uh, if you listen to the beginning of this podcast. This is what the Minim say. That it didn't need, darkness didn't need, didn't need to be created before light because it comes as a natural consequence of creating light. We, believers, hold that Hashem created both, both light and dark, yeshme'in. The and We can't ask what happened before. Because wh- what would be the question? What did it look like? Let me ask you a question. What did it look like that it wasn't light and it wasn't dark? What does that look like? We can only imagine things in light or dark. So you can't ask that- those kind of questions. That's, that's malaflin. That's what the Gamar Chiyi says, don't ask. We don't have any interpretation. He didn't want to, ask. they brushed off the question and said, we, we don't know. Because they didn't want that next question to come out. But what comes clearly from the Marsha, is that the whole that Cheshech was not created by Hashem, rather is just Hederar, is just the negation of light, and is is created, quote-unquote, created Mamela through the creation of light, is created naturally through the creation of light,
1: automatically of darkness, that is Das Minim. Now this Marsha seems on the surface odd. Well, first of all, why is it Das Minim to say that Hashem didn't have to create Cheshech? Why is it Das Minim, why is it heresy to say that Chaychech is merely the absence of light. Hashem created light, and from that was, if you don't have light, that's darkness. Why is that heresy? But on a more fundamental level, why is it heresy when we have a whole slew of Rishainim who seem to say this right out, straight out, right? Not just any, you know, the, the big names of, of philosophy,
0: the right. Rambam, Rav the Radak. The masters of Ashkafa. Even the Ramban himself, who was, uh, you
1: know... You know, not, we not on the uh, rational we, side of the rich enemy. We take the Rambam's 13 principles of faith to be our definition of what is Minus, what is heresy, and now the Marsha is saying that that same Rambam who holds the Chayshech as the absence of light, he himself is the Das Minim? That seems hard to understand. So in order to bring all these sources together, there's a very important Drush This is in his third Drush.
0: The ron gave a series of drushas to the Balabatam of the community, and they were written down, and they cover all sorts of philosophical topics, tire topics, in a very beautiful way. I advise everybody to go through all of them. So in this drusha, he'll be going through the, the topic of, of darkness and light, and uh, I think he'll be able to shed some light on this conversation. Or at least take away the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so he starts out as saying, the difference between something that's a header, something that's an absence, and something that is an opposite. And he says that the term creating cannot be applied to something which is just the absence. Uh, he gives examples of light and dark, and then he gives examples of speech and muteness. As always, the Rishonim, even in their examples, are coming straight from Tyra. As we've already seen the Tupsukim dealing both with light and darkness, and also with muteness and the ability to speak. And he says, here we must distinguish between three levels of meaning, two of which can be said to have caused the darkness, or the absence of the light, in terms of linguistic expression, and one which you cannot say he caused it at all. So now he's going to differentiate between when can we say somebody was created darkness, even though it never fully applies, when can we linguistically apply it? So he gives three examples. First one is, let's say somebody walks in a room and shuts off the light. So there you can say he created the darkness, because he was the the direct cause of the removal of the light. The second one is somebody's about to turn on the light, and you grab his hand as he's moving towards the light. So there again, you had some active uh, move in order to stop the creation of light, which in a sense can be applied the term you created the darkness. The third one, which you cannot say you created anything at all, is when you just decided not to light a lamp. If I decide not to turn the light, I didn't create the darkness. The darkness is there. I didn't do anything active to uh, perpetuate the darkness or continue the darkness or get the darkness started. Therefore, when the Pasuk says, Bayre that the darkness was created, it's using a linguistic expression. And this is really what the Rambam said. So this
1: really hasn't clarified anything. But now the next words of the Ran will answer all of our problems. The Ran says that this only applies to human beings. It is not the case with Hashem. For just as Hashem is the cause of all manners of things which do exist, He is also the cause of all things that do not exist. In other words, the fact that we have light is caused by a shem. The fact that darkness is the absence of light, or that there is a reality called the absence of light is also from a and the Ron concludes towards the end of that piece, and he says as follows. For just as his act is impossible without his intent, so too its absence is impossible without his intent. He's differentiated between the actions of humans and Hashem. When humans don't do something, it's possible it's because they didn't have intent not to do it, but they lacked the ability to not do it. By Hashem, if something is in absence... It is it is only because Hashem intended it to be so. Now let's take that to the light and darkness, which is what Duran is talking about. The fact that when there's absence of light, it is what we call darkness, is because Hashem intended it to be so. Now I'm going to say something which might sound crazy. Hashem could have made a world where when you turn off the light, a chair appears. A chair would be the absence of light, and if that was your world, that when you turn on the light, no more chair; turn off the light, yes chair, then we would be calling chair darkness. Chair would play the role of darkness, meaning the role of absence of light. It's similar to when you play hide and go seek
0: with your, uh, you know, with your young child, and he decides that his hiding spot is going to be lying on the couch with his ho- head with his face, face down on the couch, because if he can't see you, you can't see him. It's possible that Hashem could have created the world that if there's darkness in the room and you can't see things, maybe everything just stops, you know, stops existing. Everything disappears the same as you can't see anything, also, you can't feel anything. And that would have been the definition of darkness. Hashem could have really made darkness
1: or the absence of light appear in any form that he wanted. Why are we saying this? I mean, why is the Ran saying that the absence of darkness Hashem also had to create? Why can it be that Hashem created light? And by definition, if you take away light, that's darkness. Well, the answer is very simple. Because if darkness was by definition the absence of light, we would be limiting Hashem's existence, his reality, his options of reality, to having to contend with this reality called darkness. That no matter what world Hashem wanted to create, if he wanted to create light, the absence had to be darkness. That would mean that there are there's an inherent reality outside of Hashem's existence. There's Hashem's existence, and then there's this fact that if you have light, if you take it away, you're going to have darkness. Well, I don't understand. That implies that there's two existences, and one of them did not have to be created by Hashem. One of them is Hashem. The other one is the fact that when you take away light, there's darkness. Now, if Hashem didn't have to create that, then we have an existence which Hashem is not responsible for. If Hashem did have to create it, well, then that's what Duran's saying, that Hashem has to be responsible for the absence of light. This is why the Marsha calls it Das Minim to say that chayshach is inherently the absence of light. If all chayshach is, is by definition, the absence of light, then you're saying that Hashem has a reality he has to contend with that he was not responsible for. So the Chizkuni actually says this very, very clearly on
0: his commentary to Perik Aleph, Pasuk Beis and Bereshis. And he says, he brings down the Passock of Yitzhak and proves from there that Chayshach is its own creation. But he says, but before this, there wasn't Chayshach and R. There wasn't Chayshach or R. There, there wasn't darkness or light. And no eye can understand this except for baruch. because obviously in our world,
1: we only have two options either light or dark. Now, now, dark doesn't mean what what you're thinking. Like dark. it, even the absence of light, you can't say was existent by Hashem prior to Him creating light. And I know you might have tr- difficulty with that concept. You're going, well, if there's no light, then doesn't that mean there's the absence of light? Right? Isn't there only light or no light? That is the whole idea behind you can't understand the existence Hashem had because prior to the creation of any concept, there is no dichotomy of either yes or no yes light, no light. That's only once you create concepts. Prior to that existence, there is no yes light or no light. Hashem was no more in light than he was in darkness. And I, I can give it a little bit of example in order to understand this on some level, which is take the equation 1 plus 1 equals 2, or the truth that 1 plus 1 equals 2. Let me ask you a question. Is that in light or is that in dark? Is there absence of light in 1 plus 1 equals 2? Is there yes light in 1 plus 1 equals 2? I think... Neither concept applies. It's not dark or light. It's not a concept that lends itself to light or dark, photons being there, photons not being there. Right. Even though if darkness was,
0: by definition, the absence of light, you'd say, well, 1 plus 1 equals 2, nobody would describe that as light. There's no light there. Therefore, by definition, it must be dark. You can clearly see how those concepts don't apply to mathematical truths. In a similar manner, before Shem created the concept of light and dark, which really only have relevance insofar as physicality is concerned, but even in the conceptual frame, So it's not difficult to understand how we can say that although darkness is the absence of light, before Shem created any concepts,
1: there was not the absence of light any more than there was. The actual light. Now, if somebody's having difficulty with this concept, which which is basically the idea that Hashem is conceptless to the extreme, uh, even to the point of the fact that no concept is also not something uh, that can be related to him, uh, one should look to the second series of podcasts uh, from Jewish Thoughtful of Black when I was flying solo. Um, known as uh, the proof of God's attributes. Now, if you don't understand it there, uh, there's nowhere else you can go, but <laughs> it's between here or there, and that's it. So I think we can now tie in everything we've been saying. Okay? If darkness does not have to be just the absence of light, meaning, by definition, it's not that there's light, and if you take it away, by definition, you have darkness. Rather, Hashem had to be responsible for choosing the existence of darkness to be play the role of absence of light. Well, then all the sources are starting to make sense now, right? Of course, there's something called chayshech, because before Hashem decided that chayshech should be, that darkness should be the absence of light, you have to have something to work with. It's called darkness. Now Hashem assigned it to be in the absence of light, but prior to that assignment, It's its own thing. It's its own creation. So all the Rishanim, like the Ramban, who clearly says this, that there's something called darkness and then there's darkness as it is the absence of light. This is what he's talking about. There is something called darkness. But then Hashem took that darkness and assigned it, relegated it to the role of absence of light. Like from the Yushalmi, Hashem created darkness. He created light and he said, ah, this isn't good if pure darkness and pure light are working together because that's a mixture. I'm going to make darkness be assigned to the role of absence of light. In fact, none of the Gemaras ever say that Chayshech
0: now is not playing the role of the absence of light. They all say explicitly the opposite. They're all talking about the creation itself. When Hashem created it, which did he create first? Or when he created it, how was it working? So when he created it, of course, it's not being created as the absence of light. It's being created as its own thing. But all the Gemaras openly say that Hashem assigned each one its own place. This one works only when light is not around. And light works, basically, darkness is not going to be able to function while light is around. While the Gemara does not openly say that Chay Shek is the absence of light now, it could be that the Gemara is saying that it was created light and dark, and Hashem said, dark, you uh, you act here, and light, you act here, and darkness is an actual thing which is acting, and light is an actual thing. We've seen from most of the Rishinim, or all the Rishinim we've seen, that the darkness only
1: acts, as we can see it, only acts as the absence of light. Now, the Rambam, let's take the Rambam or Sadigo, none of them say anywhere explicitly that there is something called darkness outside of being the absence of light. Now, that's possible. It is possible to say that when Hashem created darkness, He only created it in a role of absence of light and left out its position as darkness itself. But it's something that's very hard to understand because if darkness is the absence of light and it didn't need to be, then that inherently implies there is a darkness that could not be the absence of light, which means there must be some reality of darkness prior to being assigned, at least conceptually, prior to being assigned to be in the absence of light. We don't know what the Rambam held, if there was ever such a thing called Chayshech, because he's talking about a very specific verse and a very specific role of Chayshech. He's talking about darkness as it is the absence of light, and therefore on that he says, well, you can't apply a positive quality to it. Yeah, in that role you can't, and maybe we don't have any other reality of Chayshech outside of it, but there is at least a conceptual reality of Chayshech outside of it, where Hashem had to take take it and assign it the role of being the absence of darkness. Although again, Hashem could do anything so he could have just made it the absence of darkness without having it, it, absence of light without having it play its own role but that's very hard conceptually to formulate. Right,
0: and we do see pretty explicitly, for example, the Ramban who holds that darkness acts as the absence of light as we see it, but yet still holds that darkness as it is unto itself does act in certain places. For example, Makas Chayshech there, you have darkness acting not just as a Hederar, not just as the absence of light, but it was an actual darkness which had an effect of maybe the the initial darkness, where the materium couldn't move in it, or is was thick. You weren't even able to light a candle in it to move away the darkness. That That's not the darkness which is the Hederar that we have. So although darkness in general is Hederar, which is what the Rishonim are, are in general talking about, there are specific cases where that initial Chayshech, which Hashem created uh, even before he created light, as Igmar and Tamid tells us, that chay also plays its role in certain situations.
1: So even though we've ruled out a hard mechleikis and for sure there's nobody who holds that Hashem didn't have to be responsible for the fact that darkness is the absence of light, perhaps nobody holds there isn't a separate concept called darkness. But outside of that, there still is one more machleikus about the relationship of darkness to light that we haven't addressed yet. So far, the only position we've seen is that Insofar as light is concerned, darkness plays the role of absence, meaning if you have light, you by definition don't have darkness, because darkness is merely the absence of light. It's the default stage that if you add light, then you have a new stage called light.
0: Right, and, and, and also there's no mamushas to the darkness. Right. There's no, there's no physicality of the darkness. There's nothing – there's no effect of the darkness and we can't uh we can't uh what's it called? We can't uh describe. perceive describe the darkness in any way other than its role as there's no light here. If I there... said, Oh, what is darkness, you'd be like, There's no light in the room.
1: Right. There is another position which is which is the gra, the, the Vilna Vilnogayn, uh called the Gayen for a reason. He has a brand new take on Khaishek, uh in a way that I think differs from everything we've seen so far. You see, the Gra hold, and this can be found in his commentary on Beratius in the first passage in in Idris Elio, which is a commentary on the Torah, in the first passage, Beratius Aleph Aleph right away, he describes their light, a darkness, not merely as being the absence of light, but he describes darkness as something that gets pushed away by light. In other words, let's say I have water in in a vessel and I put a cup into that water. That cup is going to push away the water. So yes, it's going to be dry where I put the cup into the bigger, you know, vessel, but it's not because wet is the absence of space. And therefore, when I created space, by definition, Mimela automatically, the wetness disappeared. No, No, I physically pushed away the wetness with my cup to provide that open space. Well, the Gra holds that light and dark interact in a very similar manner. Even the dark that we call the absence of light is not because there is no darkness. It's because light has the power to push away Darkness. So if you turn on a light, it's not taking place of the darkness. It's not occurring in the place of darkness. It's actually pushing away and taking up the, let's say, space, which is neither light nor dark. It pushes away the darkness and takes it up in the space of light. That's very different to everything we've seen so far. Right. And in
0: his commentary to by, he says he says the same concept. He says it a little more explicitly and he really mentions the the other position more explicitly to be shylet to say that it's not true. He says Ha'ar Arbret R is a creation and Khaishakh is a creation. Not like those who say Shah Khaishakh huadur. Not like the people who say that Khaishakh is just the absence of light. Now those people who say that are the Rambam, the Rav Sajigain, the Radak, the Ramban says it. it, it he's going to go up against some very big names, but obviously the Gruy is, is a big name to himself. He says, really? It's, it's not true. Rather, it's a Briabifne Bifne Atzma, but it's pushed away because of the R." And he says, "By Makas what did Hashem do? He just said that now, the ability of of light to push away this this actual darkness, the light is going to lose that ability. So now you can light a candle, and if if it doesn't push away those dark particles." It's still gonna look dark. In a similar manner to the hail, which was fire and water together, even though generally fire and water have the have the kind of cancel out ability where one will overpower the other, Hashem said you can both exist together. So here too, even though light generally pushes away Kaishach, Hashem said it's not gonna push away this actual darkness. Now this is very clearly in contrast with those who shining, we said darkness is not an actual Matthias unto itself, rather, it's just
1: the absence of light. Well, it is Matthias unto itself, but not in the role and relationship it plays with light. Gras somehow maintains its cheshachness, its darkness, as its inherent uh, existence, and yet makes that the relationship with R and just says, well, light pushes it away. Like we said, we have many things in our world where it's not absence of, but it's pushing it away. Uh, if I make space. You know, if I have sand and I push away the sand and now there's open table in front of me, it's not because the table is the absence of sand or sand is the absence of tableness. That's not what it is. I just physically moved away the sand. He says the same thing with light and dark. Light somehow manages to physically push away darkness. Now, many of you listening to this, you may be, uh, somebody
0: who holds himself a uh, knowledgeable in science and would be leaning towards those Rishai who said that darkness is just the absence of light. Now, I want to emphasize, if you go through the Soya and you read all the Rishai and the Gaia who seem to say that it's Hedrar, and then it's against Agra, and you say, well, it seems from the Sugi that it's more probable it's Hedrar because, you know, you have the rive on your side. That's one thing. But to come from the science and say, well, the science seems pretty clear that there's no actual darkness. It just seems to be the absence of light. And then go against Agra, I think you're making a huge mistake, and it's, it's, a, it's a really terrible way to go through the Sugi. And I'll explain why. And I gave this example uh, the other day. Let's say you hear two people having a debate about a certain book series, let's say, and there's a certain character in it who, you know, it's a debate whether he was a good character or a bad character. The book leaves it kind of ambiguous. And let's say you come in and you've read the first three books of that seven book series, for example, and you say, well, he seems pretty terrible. You know, he's done this bad thing. He's done that bad thing. Uh, everything he's done seems to be really bad. I think that that person, that that person who said that he's bad, I think he's correct because uh that seems to be the my conclusion based on what I've read so far. Everybody would say, uh, that's pretty foolish. You haven't finished the book. So science is that at that point where, although we've made tremendous advances and every year we're making more and more advances, we're still in the hypothetical stage. We still haven't reached the conclusion of science. We're not even close to the fundamental nature of nature. And the the closer we get to it, the more we discover that which we don't know. Just as as a quick example, and this is actually very relevant, the hypothesis that there's something called dark matter or dark energy, which was posited because they just don't seem to have enough matter or energy to to match up with their mathematical conclusion. Therefore, they, they posited that every, po- you know, positive energy and matter has its counterpart in the negative. That's something that if I would have suggested that, you know, 100 years ago, that for every bit of uh, good energy, there's also a negative energy which has its own existence, you would say, well, that's foolish. Science has already established that it's not true. But science hasn't, and science has come around and now holds that that is true. And it could be another 10 years, they'll realize that's not true. The gru, on the other hand, and Tyra, the gru's not coming from science. He's not saying like, oh, I use my microscope to, to, to see if there's darkness or not. He's going through the Tyra sources. He brings down the Gemara's. The Gemara is coming from the conclusion of science. They're coming from Tyra, which is Hashem's blueprint for the universe. It's how Hashem looked into and created the universe, which means all the universe and all its properties, including the physical properties, which are studied under my are all included in the Tyra. He's coming from that conclusion. He's read the whole series. He's read the books. He's finished. He has all the information in front of him. Now he has to come to a conclusion based on those sources. Based on the way he read the Gemara, he has established that what must be the situation is that
1: darkness has its
0: own misdias. The way the Rishinim read the Gemara, they came to the opposite conclusion.
1: Now, if science had reached its conclusion in this area and said, you know, certainly it is, uh, there is no such thing called darkness physically, uh, then perhaps one can say, well, uh, there are other Rishinim we could rely on, and just like the, the, you know, the Rishinim held differently than the Gra, they were more in tune to this reality. But prior to science reaching a conclusion, one is only saying the Gra is not correct based on his own Conclusion, which is not accurate. The gras is dealing with more info than you are. Uh, so at th- at that point, it would be foolish to decide against the gras with Roshina based on a scientific journey that has not ended, and we don't even know how far away we are from the conclusion of that journey.
0: Right, and as you kind of alluded, there are areas where science has reached a conclusion, especially in in, in, in very empirical sciences, where science can say, uh, you know, this thing, you know, let's say weighs a certain amount, or, you know, this planet is made up of a certain material, or something like that, where then you can go ahead and say, if a Rishan says something that goes against empirical science, which is absolutely conclusive, you can say, okay, so the Rishan read the Gemara, you came to that conclusion, it's true in a certain sense, you go back to the Ailu podcast, but in reality, the reality does not match that. But in in an area where the science has not come to a conclusion, for you to go ahead and say, based on the scientific consensus of today, I'm going against a Rishon or against a, an Achron who, who has the ability to learn the Torah sources would be the same foolish as somebody coming in and saying, based on my three books, I'm going to come to a conclusion, Keneged, or against the person who has read the entire series. So I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that there was also halachic ramifications to this discussion. So I was alluding to there's a machleichis regarding Asher Yatzar, whether you say Chalulim, Chalulim, or Chalalim, Chalalim, which, which basically means, do you are you thanking Hashem for creating your hollow. Innards, you know, certain parts of your body which are hollow, or thanking Hashem for creating the holes in your body, and the reason we say chalulim chalulim that we're talking about the hollow things is because creation cannot be applied to the holes. And over there, you'll see that they ask a question: What about the gates or very Seems you could apply the 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 term Bayre to even something which is a header. And there's a there's a fascinating over there. We didn't have time to, to bring it all down, but I advise you all to look into it. It's it's in uh, Simon
1: vov in Arheim A very fascinating discussion over there. In either case, that concludes our discussion for today. Thank you for listening. As always, you can email us at jewishthoughtflow at gmail.com. I'm Avi Cohen, I'm Cohen. And this is Jewish Thought Flow.